Hello! It is Wednesday, May 5th, 2021. Now, we've gotten conflicting reports um, on whether or not we should say Happy Cinco de Mayo. So if we're supposed to say it and it's not fucked up and it's not just a commercial scam, Happy Cinco de Mayo. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Hope you have a great Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, I'm excited. And if we're not supposed to say it, if it is just one big scam and not a real thing, and it's uh, whatever. Okay, well, just happy May 5th. Okay, hope you guys have a great day. I think we got a good show for you, a good conversation. I think you're going to enjoy it. If you do, by the end of this thing, please be a friend, tell a friend. If not, just act like it never happened, right? Yeah, keep it moving. Two ships in a night sailing across each other. Bah, 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 bah. We're moving. We're not moving. Where are you? Can't see you. Who cares? We hate you. I hate you. We hate us. Who cares? Let's go. That's what we would like. If you like the show, though, please tell somebody about it. That'd be cool. Let's get to it, Ty. I appreciate you all so much. Let's go. It's a big show today. Why? Because it's today's show. Yeah! Uh, obviously, there is not a lot happening outside of what we've covered yesterday. There are some more news. There's an injury that has happened uh, to the Denver Broncos that has kind of rattled potentially the NFLPA, the players, the union, the NFL, and everything with who's going to have to cover this surgery for a torn Achilles. This has always been a rule in the NFL. If you're doing something away from the facility, they don't have to cover it. It's been an asterisk in every single contract that I ever saw, and it was always an interesting way for them to basically cover their ass, and it always seemed to be in a part of a, a contract that you kind of look over and they go, uh, here's a couple of things that are just kind of standard NFL stuff. If you get hurt away from here, uh, the insurance doesn't have to cover it or anything like that. That's why whenever the lockout happened and we all had to get Cobra insurance, which was wildly overpriced. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they knew they had us. They knew we had to get It was wildly overpriced. I went and jumped out of a plane. Uh, I went nice. and tried to uh, swim with sharks. Yeah, I tried to do everything that could potentially really fuck me up because I knew I at least being covered insurance-wise because when you're in the NFL, if you get hurt doing anything away from the facility. Now, this is football-related, uh, which you would think would be team-related, and I always wondered how this would pan out, but the NFL has always had in their back pocket an ability to say, not. Nah, fuck you it wasn't here we're not paying for it so that'll be interesting to see how it plays out will the Denver Broncos cover it uh even though probably legally they'll be able to say they don't have to we would assume they do so because if not that'd be bad business and why would we want to do bad business in 2021 in a league that is profiting more than it ever has been in the past with new deals being restructured by the minute Amazon's three years away they're two years away now they're one year away there's potential Apple coming in Netflix Google the amount of money is never ending why would you potentially you want to do bad business especially with a player maybe because you can but let's hope they don't even though legally they probably could get away with not paying it now the other big story that people are talking about in the nfl is one that we are um pretty associated with yeah entrenched oh, yeah. in almost you could say the Aaron Rodgers saga with the green bay packers what's going to happen we have no idea we do not have Although we do technically have A.J. Hawk, who's an insider to the insiders on this particular situation. I have not had direct contact with Aaron Rodgers, and this is a rather large uh, deal with me because if people talk to me, they know, okay, it's coming. All right. Like, okay. So I try to save my relationships with people. Like when Vinny was potentially uh, either going to retire or sign with another team or kick or whatever, I would talk to him and I was literally like, don't tell me anything that you don't want out because as soon as it gets in here, it's going to go out. So I've protected myself so Aaron doesn't hate me. But anybody that is out there spewing 
the fact that they think this leak came from Aaron Rodgers, I think we immediately have to question their credibility going forward, honestly. And I know I know that that sounds a bit harsh, and there's been a lot of very uh, successful and accomplished people in the media world that have been saying that they think Aaron was the leak for this thing. Now, I've not been told by Aaron uh, that he was not the leak, but from following along with this entire thing, this is very evidently not Aaron Rodgers' team leaking this information day of draft after free agency has already happened where teams who were looking for quarterbacks were spending hundreds of millions of dollars in one day. Why would Aaron Rodgers want to steal the draft, like everybody said, the attention away from all the draftees? That just doesn't make any sense. Now, people will say because he wanted to get moved on draft night. Maybe, but wouldn't you release it a little bit before then if you want to do that so you could build up some time for more speculation and more people to call? And then if you read the the actual report that Schefter put out at 3.19 p.m. Eastern Standard Time Thursday via an article, I think, after an appearance on NFL Live. The article is very clearly written by a pro Packers source. Now, people can say all they want about Aaron Rodgers. I don't know how you feel about him. We've gotten a chance to learn a lot about him. He's been cool with us, been nice to us. It's been nice to see his brain on display, sometimes for 55 minutes to an hour on a Tuesday in the middle of the season where yeah, I don't. I think we would have found out if he was just a, uh, you know, like what everybody's calling him right now, a prima donna, mm-hmm. a super diva, a prick, an asshole, all these things. I don't think I saw that out of him at all. It might be the case where this is all one big cerebral move. But if you read the article that Schefter wrote in the blog, that it basically is from the point of view of somebody who's trying to make their fans feel as if we have done everything we can, this is his fucking fault. Now, I know that sounds crazy to think that the team is potentially trying to write a narrative in their favor whenever they think something's potentially going to go. Now, I would look at that and say, of course that's happening, but that's because I was in the NFL, I was seeing the things that were being reported, I was seeing the things that were actually happening, and I'm not saying that's a benefit of mine and that I haven't been in the media world this entire time where, really, you can't bite the hand that feeds you too, but also the information that gets you could be big. So the fact that people use the media to set a narrative in teams potentially do this and if they're your favorite team they've been potentially doing this for a long long time and you didn't know the all the ins and outs i like to think of our show as somebody who goes you know Let's see who's pitching it, whether it's a player or a team. Who's trying to get that information out there? Why are they trying to get that information out there? In this particular case, it's very easy. Aaron and his people were fed up with what was going on in Green Bay. This is my thoughts. This is not Aaron telling me this. This is not AJ telling me this. This is me reading the situation. After seeing what happened in Tampa Bay with Tom Brady, I feel like that was potentially one of the tips of the iceberg where a guy leaves a place that he was at for a long time, very accomplished, but obviously there was some rock choppy waters at the end. He goes to a franchise that was struggling at the time, wins a Super Bowl, gets heralded as a hero, and he's going to an organization that is putting all the pieces around him for him to win. This happened with Peyton in Denver. I'd assume this is potentially also what happened with Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll in Seattle. You see what's going on in Tampa. You see what's going on in Kansas City. You see these other teams that are going all in to win right now, and if you're a Mount Rushmore quarterback, 
or have dreams or hopes of being the greatest quarterback of all time, you could potentially see how that's happening in other places and also stack that on top of a bunch of other shit, whether it was a lack of communi- uh, communication allegedly for the Kumro yep. cut. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there's other things that are allegedly coming out now that happen about a, a, a basic like disrespectful relationship, which is not how it goes in the NFL, by the way. The quarterback needs to be a part of the thing. Now, I'm not saying every quarterback deserves that. Okay, I'm not. I'm not saying. I think you have to earn that responsibility. I think when you're in the NFL and you're a quarterback, you're automatically a leader of an organization. You're one of the the head coaches, like the CEO. They got to put the whole schedule together. But the quarterback might as well be the president of the team. That's just how it's going to go. How they go, we go. What they need, we need. How we get them to play their best is how we get our team to play the best. And you would hope it would be a nice business partnership. But it sounds like things that happen in other places with other quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers stature is not happening at Green Bay and it's been obvious as a fan of the Green Bay Packers for one year that that is evident from looking from the outside in. Will Fuller was potentially available for trade. Matt LaFleur comes out and says love him. Aaron says hey I love him. I would assume inside conversations are happening like hey you look at Tampa, you look at Kansas City, you look at these other places, they have a plethora of weapons. Our offense is awesome but why not add one more weapon potentially to go past the NFC championship LaFleur came out and said he was for it and then all of a sudden that gets shut down then obviously with the Jordan Love draft pick which it isn't Jordan Love it's just that is planning for three years down the road as opposed to right fucking now I just think when all these things start stacking up and you see what happens somewhere else you could potentially get frustrated and anybody that thinks he was the one that once that information leaked I think is an idiot Green Bay saves themselves a lot from the fan side saying hey look we tried we tried we tried we tried we threw hey three planes we flew out there each individual trip the, the way they laid it out there it was like okay they're trying to settle up here i have no idea how it ends we'll have insider to the insiders aj hawk joining us Ooh, in the okay. second hour we'll see if he has talked to heron anymore if he's heard anything it is fascinating to watch this whole thing happen because we're in a time where nothing is happening so yeah. it is going to dominate mm-hmm. the conversation at boston connor ty schmidt is here the boys are in the back appreciate the hell out of you foxy great work on tonight's vlog foxy. thank you boy I've been getting attacked though by people. People have been telling me that uh, people have been telling me that I uh, I believe exact words were uh, stop slurping Rogers is what I've been told. Slurping. Yeah, I, they said I was. Uh, I, I do the whole thing. It's not. I'm not slurping. Okay, no. anybody. What I'm telling you is there was a reason that that got leaked on that day by who it got leaked. And if if Schrager came on yesterday and he's in the insider game or whatever, so he said maybe it's a spiteful agent, maybe yeah. it's another team that leaked this information, maybe it was somebody else that was involved, uh, but it doesn't make sense to be it. I can't believe people are actually like, this is Aaron that did this, he wanted this attention, he's a diva, he's trying to steal the draft weekend, he's trying to cause problems, Problems. He's all this shit. It's like, how is anybody thinking that at this point? And maybe it isn't the Packers, but it's very evident that it's not Aaron doing this. This is not what Aaron wants at all, I don't think. No, for sure. I mean, maybe I'm being naive just because, you know, yeah. Oh, no, we- no, no. Maybe Aaron does one out, but he doesn't want this thing to be a public, public right, fucking yeah. spectacle. Right, exactly. But, yeah, I mean, to your point, like, we had him on the show. He had ample opportunities. He definitely said stuff like, you know, alluding to this stuff all season long when he would ask about it. It's not like he was really dodging it on the show. Like, he was pretty forthcoming with it. And then we didn't hear anything. We kind of heard from his point of view, like, what, you know, he wanted to be in Green Bay for the rest of his career and all that kind of stuff. And then 
nothing happens and then all of a sudden one day it's like hey they've done every you know they offered him an extension they've done everything they're they're willing to defer to him on personnel decisions it's like we, we haven't heard any of that stuff and then now you know like when it comes out that he's pissed off it's like hey listen we've done we've done everything we can you know the ball's in his court it's just it doesn't really add up yeah it's fascinating especially because it is Aaron Rodgers Brett Favre has come out and said hey he yeah, gets a grudge it's a grudge now he ain't budging I texted him. Brett Favre said, I texted him. By the way, Brett, everything he says gets clipped. Yeah, thank God we yeah. got his two cents. Yeah, Favre knows how to throw gasoline on a situation, no question about it. So, no, no, to be fair, though, if all these people were calling Brett for interviews about everything, by the way. Oh, yeah. Brett's doing sit downs with Eric. Uh-huh. Everything he says gets clipped. Yeah. Brett has to see that whenever he's at his house. He's like, I'm down here in Shit. the sip. I'm just, <laughs> I say a couple lines. Look at me. I'm fucking, am I trending again? I still got it. Am I trending again? <laughs> yeah. He is trending every other day, it feels like at this point. But Brett Favre comes out and says, Hey, I texted Aaron. I said, Hey, am I going to see you with the Saints down here? <laughs> just joking, he said. Yeah. Just joking. And then Ro- Rogers replied, Hey, buddy, I don't believe that's going to happen. Thanks for checking on me. I'll touch base with you after this is all over Ooh. all right all right brett all right i'll talk to you man i appreciate you i think their relationship is much better now than it was For way sure. back then we got to see it up close and mm-hmm. personal but i do like the fact that aaron was like uh okay brett all right listen i don't have a clue what's going on right now i don't need you to you to potentially well and that's not gonna stop brett because he's doing a uh you know radio hit today and I, i'm seeing that everywhere getting clipped by you know saying one thing like he's pissed off he's not coming back and then just immediately saying like i, I hope he stays in green bay you know <laughs> I mean, life's too short it's like jesus christ brett just shut up are you talking about two polar opposite people there though huh i mean brett yeah. and aaron uh-huh. oh yeah okay and that is a beautiful depiction of the nfl by the way same position same team both incredibly successful, one very different than the other. Very, very, very different Couldn't than the other. Different. Couldn't be more different. Couldn't be more opposite. Now, if, if you're a Packers fan, I can understand how you can get mad at Aaron, by the way. It feels like people are getting mad at Aaron because that is why the Packers put, not, maybe not the Packers, by the way, even though in the Schefter article it says, it's clear. league and team sources mm-hmm. have told us. So, listen, that's the first sentence. Everybody's talking about this goddamn leak happening, and they're saying it's Aaron Rodgers. The person who had the leak is Adam Schefter. In his article, in the first fucking sentence, it says, according to league and team sources. So it's like, all right, who's the only person that was not said according to in this entire thing? Reigning MVP Aaron Rodgers is so disgruntled with the Green Bay Packers that he has told some within the organization that he does not want to return to team. League and team sources told ESPN on Thursday. Now there's an entire narrative. Aaron did this. Aaron did that. Literally the first fucking sentence of the leaked article, uh, uh, the article about the leak, it says this is from league and team sources. And if you read that article, by the way, it's very apparent that is the case. Now, I know you maybe never thought of it that way. Like, I know maybe, and I don't want to say... Our show has introduced this, but I feel like we hammered home very heavily. Like every piece of information that gets out, there is a reason. You know why there's a reason? Because this is a business and every business person is trying to get the edge on another business person. That is what it is. I know it's a game. I know uh, a kid's game for a king's ransom. Like I, I very much understand that. But the business, Green Bay, PR wise, potentially trying to get out there that they've done everything they can, trying to make Aaron look like an asshole in this situation, which by the way, according to Lee, and team sources, which is what that article basically laid out. Like, hey, three different flights. We tried to extend. We tried to do this. They're they're laying out their side PR-wise, which is massive in business. And it's like interesting because it feels like somehow that has come out 
People have bought in exactly to what was being laid out there, that the Packers did try their best, which, by the way, after reading that article, I was like, okay, so they are at least trying to put a Band-Aid yeah, on. Something. They're trying their best to do that. I did not expect that out of that whole thing. But then anybody that thinks like, oh, this is Aaron, who's one of the most intelligent persons of all time, and you hate him because you think he's cerebral and manipulative and all this shit, well, why would he put out something that would make the other side look bad and make it? Like, that is just, by all accounts, anybody that thinks he was the leaker, is is an idiot and you you actually have to worry about whether or not they should be taken seriously whenever they talk about things i'm not talking about random people on twitter or fans or anything like that i'm just talking about people in the media game who know the media game people that are coming out and say that like that's a very fascinating take for me it's even crazy just looking back a year ago like with brady patriots fans were so mad at him just because it's like oh dude resign you're getting all this money why wouldn't you stay and then a year later after everything that comes out it's like okay there was much there are many more layers to this story and obviously Obviously, with Aaron and the Packers, this is just the beginning, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of other things that come out where it's like, oh, okay, so Aaron actually was trying to stay and all this other shit was going on. And the fascinating thing about the Patriots situation with Tom Brady just happening and Tom Brady going to a place, getting celebrated, getting full support, yeah, yeah. winning a Super being Bowl, successful. the whole thing, yeah. the whole city being turned around. By the way, Fanatics saying 101 or 220, whatever it is. 1,200. 1,200, yeah. yeah, year over year <laughs> percent increase or whatever. So, like, everything good happened there. Patriots fans now, a year later, still Still, hey, that's our guy, Tom, down there. But they have a head coach and a GM who and an owner that just spent all the money. are like, we ain't losing again for the Packers. Mm -hmm. Will that same type of thing happen if Aaron moves on? Like, that's that's what I think a lot of Packers fans are potentially staring down to, which might be why a lot of the anger is coming. And maybe another quarterback, whether it's Jordan Love or somebody else, is unbelievable. Or maybe it's a quarterback that gets traded in and the Packers pick up right where they left off. Obviously, that'd be dream scenario for Packers fans. But there's a chance that that team stinks, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I was on a team that went completely undefeated until we chose to lose. Uh, uh, I think we won the division the next year again, lost in the playoffs. And then we almost went completely defeated when Peyton wasn't there. Same <laughs> roster, good roster. Peyton wasn't there, almost go completely defeated. Everybody's fired. Andrew Luck's on the team. Everything turns around there. But it is, there's a chance that that could happen. If you're a Packers fan, you have to stare down that potential inevitability right now. If Brett Favre is right, when he says when he builds a grudge, he ain't budging, which is what Brett said. Well, and also, you know, like we've talked about it time and time again, like where not having an owner is a detriment to the Packers. One million percent, Exactly. And if you don't have, you know, what, 30 years of two back-to-back oh. Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Like, how are you going to get people to come there? You're not going to be able to do things like the Bro. way you've just always done them. Like, things are going to change, change drastically. Imagine with Jim Irsay, you know, Peyton, then Andrew, then Andrew retiring out of nowhere, and then going through uh, Phil Rivers now, and then now Carson, and Jim seeing what has happened before in the past. Him having Aaron as a quarterback, oh. okay? And Aaron in the front office aren't getting along. Now it's getting public. Imagine Jim hopping on his 757, getting them both <laughs> in the fucking playing yep. listen put your phones out let's go mm-hmm. this is we're going to handle this right now is mark murphy the guy that's supposed to do that is that how that's supposed to allegedly work? like I who's mean, the person that does that because there has to be somebody right who whenever there's people getting out uh i don't want to say out of sorts or out of pocket or whatever with each other there has to be somebody that goes like hey listen this ain't how we fucking do this right there i mean is it the fans because it feels like the fans are kind of rallying behind that who is the account like who's who's in charge of accountability over there yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, it, 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 I don't want to say there's like a vacuum for power at the top, but I mean, that's the only place in the NFL where you can do that, where, you know, you don't have to be a billionaire and you can run an NFL franchise. Remember Kraft much. had Bill and Tom over to the living room. Yes. Like, yeah. He was like playing mediator. Glue, it is basically. A, I have said this a couple of different times now. 
about not having an owner with the Packers. And I have to say to Packers fans listening and other NFL fans listening or whatever, I, I've only been a Packers fan for one year. Okay? Mm-hmm. So as a Packers fan. Big fan. Massive fan. Yeah. <laughs> I watch every single game, every single play, interviews. Took every, notes. I took notes during this shit. Yeah, yeah like I, I was a big Packers fan. There was numerous things that popped up through the season and ideas and things like that where I thought to myself, oh, they don't have an owner. Like, you have to have an owner. You have to have somebody at the table. You have to have somebody at the table. The Green mm-hmm. Bay Packers' uh, legacy is huge. It, obviously, very long, all the way back to Curly Lambeau. Okay? That's right. I mean, I mean, I understand that it, the, the legacy is huge. It's one of the most historic franchises of all time, which is insane to think that they don't have somebody at the seat of the table uh, or a seat at the table to you know make decisions about who gets what, how things operate, who can do what. I think Mark Murphy probably sits there, but I would assume everybody looks at him and is like, "Okay, Mark, cool. Yeah. Hey." When we need your opinion, we will certainly ask. Uh, yeah. But with that being said, uh, we're going to go ahead and take our billion-dollar pens, and we're all going to write things around here. Like, yeah, I just feel like that's a big deal, and it is a much bigger. I don't know how, if you're a, a Green Bay Packers fan, you you've been able to just kind of sit back and be like, "This is awesome," because I respect and appreciate people that are like, "This is what the game's all about." It's the fans love the team and everything like that. But man, there are so many situations where I mean, look at the fucking Arizona Cardinals owner. That guy hopped on a plane, flew to J.J. Watt yep. in a log cabin, and said, "Hey, here's thirty fucking million dollars. We're changing everything around. You're coming back." T.Y. Oh, Hilton too. Remember, he told us Ursay's the reason they got the deal done. Yeah, it's like I feel like that type of thing is very important. Now, the Packers have been unbelievable. Okay. The Packers have been unbelievable without that. It, it's, all, it's amazing to think about. But, Ty, as you shake your head, you're like, there's a chance, though, that that could change if you don't have a... Well, yeah, you don't worry about that because you had Brett Favre and then you had Aaron Rodgers. So, like, it was kind of just like, hey, you know, like, it's not great, but we still ha- we got the fucking guy. I mean, and, not, and to your point, like, Jordan Love could be incredible. Whoever comes in next, could be, if, yeah, could be incredible, yeah. but... Like, you know, there are no guarantees in this league. And if they lose him, oh, boy, yeah, they could stink for a long time. All right, let's move on to something else that is captivating the NFL world. Tim Tebow is going to be a good time. Oh, yeah! Come on, Timmy! Hey, Tim's going. Woo! That's what Tim's doing. Oh, yeah. You know, Tim used to, no, you know, you uh-huh, know what I mean? Yeah. Tim used to do the full. Mm-hmm. Now he's stick, bang. Pal, run people over, touchdown, I'm Tim Tebow. Urban Meyer said on a podcast with uh, the Bleacher Report Gridiron Draft Show, uh, Tony Khan, I'm sorry, said uh, he's Tony Khan's Jaguars exec, uh-huh. founder of uh, AE Dub. Yep, that's right. And feels like uh, starting to do a lot more media. Okay, yeah. uh, he's starting to do a lot more media. Getting out there. Maybe becoming one of the fa- maybe maybe Shad's going to pass the Jaguars off potentially at some point, or maybe this is Shad saying I'm not sure. Uh, but the Khan family down there, Urban Meyer really believes. Okay, not just a little bit no. of beliefs, not a some beliefs. Mm-mm. We're talking really beliefs. Tim Tebow can help the Jaguars as a tight end, huh? Yeah, and me he too. Yeah. Me too, Urban. <laughs> I think that too. You get him in that locker room, are you kidding me with Trevor Lawrence? Fellas, guys, look at this opportunity. Come on. There's going to be 300 people in the three pools in this stadium here all day. They're going to be having the time of their lives. Guess what we're going to do? We're going to play football. We're going to play. I want Tim Tebow in my locker room. Oh, yeah. I don't care if he's a tight end. I don't care if he's a goddamn coach. Mm -hmm. I don't care if he's the FCA guy, which is the uh, Fellowship of Christian Athlete. I want Tim Tebow in my building. And that's what Urban Meyer, who lives on the edge, Okay, he's not elite, lives on the edge. That is what he's saying as well. Get Tim Tebow in here. If he wants to be a tight end, fuck it. Put some pads on him. That's what Urban Meyer's thinking. I do want to see him bounce back and see 
what it's like, you know, taking a little contact, running across the middle, maybe having a guy like Devin White. <laughs> new NFL. His, no way. New Hell, NFL. Well, no Nobody's going to hey. Tim Tebow either. No, well, wow. welcome back to the league, Tim. Oh, Welcome you're thinking, back to the league. You you're know? thinking Darius Leonard potentially. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I think I'm going to try to take Tebow's head off on this play just to reintroduce <laughs> him to the league. No, nobody will do that to Tebow. I think every linebacker is just licking their lips. Like, no. Oh, God, please, Ty. Tebow, come right for me. You are out of your mind. Can you imagine a jet sweep pass to Tim Tebow? <laughs> Look at that me? monster, dude. He's huge. Heisman, Natty, okay, first-round quarterback, playoff win, yeah. professional baseball player. Yep. T struck out that at best. Oh, oh, People go through many changes as we get older, isn't that right? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. For men, one of the less fortunate changes is that testosterone production begins to naturally decrease in the body. Did you know this, AJ? I am aware. For most men, it begins around the age of 30 and testosterone production declines by roughly 1% per year. My Whoa. God. So if you live to 130, you ain't got shit left. No, no. minus 30. Well, if it starts around 30, this is one of those questions on a test where, you know, begins around 30 and the testosterone production declines by roughly 1% per year. So does it start at zero or does it start at 30? That's the thing. This is where That's they can get you. It's one of them damn word problems. This is one of those yeah. problems where you're like, well, wait a minute. Uh, which, can I ask a follow-up? Anyways, I was good at those tests because I always viewed it as me versus the fucking teacher. That's right. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but this is me versus you. Fuck you. That's how, I, that's how I view it. That's why friends at Roman have a new supplement designed to support testosterone production. I did not know this. They formulated their own supplements with transparent and scientifically backed ingredients. You hear this, AJ? Roman's mm -hmm. testosterone supplement is for anyone who wants to support their own body's natural function. They formulated their own blend with transparent and scientifically backed ingredients. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash USA. Their supplement contains vitamin D3, what? zinc, what? magnesium, what? maca, what? and ashwagandha in a unique blend designed by healthcare professionals that you can't get anywhere else. To learn more about these incredible ingredients, visit GetRoman.com USA. Roman is offering $15 off your first order and will deliver your supplements right to your door with free two-day shipping. When you go to GetRoman.com forward slash USA, get $15 off your first order plus free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman, G-E-T-R-O-M-A-N.com forward slash USA. That's good news. Let's try that stuff. Okay. I've been looking for that type of stuff. That's good, mm -hmm. That's what I want. Now we know. Hey, Roman. Thank you, Roman. Thank you, Roman. Thank you, Roman. Uh, we'll be joined by uh, somebody who joined us a week ago. Ooh. Who, uh, incredibly knowledgeable man when it came to the draft, but also covers the NFL in beautiful fashion. He does the commentating for the Chargers home games for them. Uh, he also has a podcast called The Aftermath that goes out on Mondays of, of every single season. He can be found on social media at Move the Sticks. And whenever you watch the NFL Network draft analysis, it was a guy on there that was showcasing a brain. So much so that out of the top 150 draft picks, he had 128 of them going. Damn. 128 out of his uh, out of the top 150 hit. Ladies and gentlemen, former Scott in the NFL, now media mogul, ladies and gentlemen, Daniel Jeremiah. Yeah. How you doing, pal? I'm good. This is my vacation. I don't fish, but it's my going fishing look that I'm that I've got here. Oh, is this your? Are you at? Is this your house? 
Yeah, but it's a fake brick. It's just it's just Ooh, look at hey, Daniel Jeremiah does. Well, we've been wow. moving. Hey, we've been moving a fake lot flowers. of sticks. Hey, <laughs> move shit. the sticks, move, move the, the commas. Good. Hey, no. hey, that's a uh, that's an NFL Network special. They came out here and set this whole thing up. Ironically, oh. people interpret the, the gears behind me as either like I'm a car junkie. And I don't know how to change a flat tire. Oh, okay. Or they're like, are you a big Dang. movie guy? And I'm like, I, I stopped, you know, really knowing about movies probably like late 90s. So yeah, over you're, two. Yeah, you're football stooge, just like us. Uh-huh. But it, it is kind of a shame to learn that that's a set because we're about to go. I mean, we're going crazy over that thing. It's absolutely beautiful. Thank you for joining us. Uh, I just mentioned it in the intro, and I don't know where you jumped on in the intro. Um, I had to. I had to extend an intro because we didn't have you on at the exact time, but 128 out of the top 150. Congratulations on that. There's a lot of talk about draft analysis and expertise and everything like that. Is this normal for you, or do you think this draft was a little bit different than regular? Or could could you predict what was going to happen? You felt like you had a, a pretty good grasp on it? Yeah, I mean, I, it was up a little bit. That percentage was up a little bit from, uh, from last year. But in, in some ways, Pat, because we had uh, no combine and because medicals were a little bit limited – you know, and it was just such a weird year that you could kind of you could kind of figure out, you know, it's a little bit easier to figure out who those top guys were going to be. Um, you know, we're talking about second, third round guys, because if you, you know, if you went to the senior bowl, if you played in the SEC and played a full season, uh, those guys were just safer in kind of a weird year. So you were, it was easier to slot those guys versus maybe somebody that, uh, you know, only played a couple games or, or uh, you know, didn't play in any all-star games. It was, it was a different year. Yeah. Um, which did you know Trey Lance was going to the Niners or oh yeah you and I talked about it you and we I talked, talked about it. yeah you Never and saw, I so true story I I had um, yeah when right when it happened right when the trade happened with San Francisco going up my my immediate reaction was okay yeah no it's this is Trey Lance it's coming on the heels of his pro day like it makes the most yeah. sense and then all all my phone blew up and it's like no 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 it's gonna be Mac Jones so then we oh. fast forward to right before we talked I I had a conversation with somebody right before we talked that that was a day of the draft right oh yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah. And I had a conversation with somebody who said, and it was very reliable source, said it's going to be Trey Lance. Um, and so we come on. You had the information. Then I'm like, I'm hearing it. But the thing that I've learned. Hey, we locked it in. Hey, by the yeah. way, I want to let you know. I want to let yeah. you know. And I don't know if you saw this or not. But when we come in, the vlog tonight has the entire series of events. Yeah. And you should watch 8 p.m. <laughs> Eastern Standard Time. We have a vlog for the behind the scenes. You actually see me get the information. And then mm-hmm. that full reaction. And then everything. I mean, it is insane. But when we go live and I go, uh, I'm being told it's not Mac Jones. I'm being told it's yeah. uh, Trey Lance. Then we got a text. A little bit after that, that was like, whoa, whoa, we're not, a, we're not hurting such a I'm like, oh, fuck. And by that point, <laughs> things had already started to move yeah. a little bit in the betting lines. And then you came on and you were like, I'm here in Australia. And so we're like, fuck, okay, if move no. the sticks knows that. <laughs> and we felt really, really good about that. That came out of nowhere. Was there any other surprises in the draft, do you think? Like Justin Fields of Chicago. I don't think anybody, yeah. I don't think I expected that. Did you have any ideas that that was potentially going to happen? No, I mean, I thought that once you got, once he got out of range, if he started getting out, you know, beyond Denver at nine, that somebody was coming up. But I thought it sounded like from what we were hearing that Washington would have been the more motivated team to come up uh, with Chicago kind of in a win right now mode. But I think, shoot, I, I applaud the Bears for doing it, man. Like, I said it on the broadcast last year, Pat. That was the most boring offense to watch in the NFL. Oh, it was I mean, punishment. It was, it was punishment, Daniel. Yeah. So now, I mean, look, they're. It's going to be fun, man. I'm excited to watch what it, what it looks like with them, and uh, and I thought it was a great move on their part. I did want to wrap up real quick on the mock draft thing, though, real quick, Pat. Give me, I have a moral question for you. All right. 
if you have a show that's titled Daniel Jeremiah's final mock draft the night before the draft. Oh, I don't think you're allowed to then update said oh. draft the following morning. Oh. Are you? Oh, no. Well, if you call it the, you can. It can be the uh, the actual final mock draft. You know what I mean? You could have just you had, could have had a sequel there, and maybe one last one. New information, new intel. Here's the actual final mock draft. Yeah. Are you gonna have to change that going forward? Or are you gonna have to wait for day of draft maybe to release your show? No, it's it. Who cares? Honestly. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. Ty, what do you Daniel, why is it that uh, your former colleague, Mike Mayock, it seems like in the last couple drafts, the Raiders are a team who everyone's always saying, like, oh, they really, really reach for this guy. Like, And I, I remember Mayock being so good on the draft coverage. And we've heard time and time again that Gruden might be the one that's ultimately making all this, uh, the decisions. But, like, why is it uh, that do you think that Mayock is kind of getting a lot of heat in these last couple drafts for really reaching on guys who everyone seems to be in agreement on that yeah that's a good question i look i at the end of the day and he even said it himself like he doesn't really care what any of us think on the outside or how we rank the players so um, they have conviction and they kind of exist in their world and if if that's what they believe then they go this is the weird thing about the draft though uh, is i had Merrick as my 16th player well values of safeties has kind of fallen off the last few years so he ends up falling a second round so they get Merrick in the second round well, then Leatherwood was my 62nd player. I thought he's going to go in the, in the second round. He'll probably go 40 to 60. I wasn't quite as high on him, so he was a 62. So they come out of the first two picks. with If you said they, they took Merrick and they took Leatherwood, I'd be like, oh, yeah, great. But they took Leatherwood, then Merrick. It's the same two dudes. I mean, so at uh, the end of the day, like, it's all, it's all good. Yeah, but, Daniel, you're going results-driven, results-oriented judgment. You know, we gotta, we got to <laughs> trust the process. I think the fact that Mike Mayock has come out and said, I don't care what anybody has to say about it, makes me respect him more because he was the one who was judging everybody. And there was probably yeah. numerous times where he would say something and somebody would say something to him and he would say, why do you care what I think? Like, he would <laughs> yeah. probably be like, why do you, you should not care what I think? And I assume mm -hmm. whenever he went to GM, he was like, I am not going to give a single fuck about any Mike Mayock out there that is judging me. That, like, I love that that's a self-awareness thing, I think, from him too. Like, when he was yeah. probably doing a lot of the draft analysis, like you, I assume there's some teams that maybe reach out and go like, oh, why did you bury us on this? Is that happening in that game, or or do you guys kind of get left alone? You know, because I talked to the most of the guys I talked to, I talked to throughout the process, and that includes Mike. So you know, he he knew where he knew my opinion on Leatherwood before he turned in that card, which obviously points to the fact he does not care what I think on 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 players. He's doing <laughs> his own work. So you talk to all those guys. So there's nothing that I would say on draft night that anybody that has my phone number would be surprised by because we've had those conversations, you know, running up. Got it. Okay, Connor. Yeah, Danny, before the draft, it was reported the Saints were trying to trade up into the top 10, and obviously they didn't get that done. Uh, were there any other teams that were trying to move up or move back and just couldn't? Oh, that's a good one. Uh, well, I was confused on the Saints because I had uh, one person call and tell me they were trying to move up if Trey Lance were to, were to drop. And then I had somebody else telling me, no, 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 they're, they're moving up for a corner because it's yeah. a crying need on their roster. Not quarterback was the big headlines we saw. Yeah, so and I assumed that had to be corner. Um, so, so those were the two things with the Saints. In terms of the other teams that were trying to move up, no, I mean, the most of the teams that were trying to move up pulled it off. I mean, I knew the Jets were going to try and go up um, to get Vera Tucker from, from early on, and I think they probably would have preferred to not have to go up as far, but if you can't get somebody to dance with you, you got to keep calling the team ahead of them. So um, they ended up making sure that they got their guy. Hey, I didn't get a chance to see you live on the first round because we were also live. 
By the way, great show. Watch you. Hell of a show. <laughs> you were the you were the one we were watching in the house. Now mm-hmm. it was it was fifteen to thirty seconds behind, so you know there wasn't a lot of that whole thing. Um, when Mac Jones goes to New England, and mm-hmm. the whole you know whether it's the Joker, the insurance man, the Vince McMahon billionaire, whatever the walk is, that whole moment happens, okay? And you don't get a chance to see the war room, but now that we've seen the war room, was your immediate reaction like the Patriots get somebody that they've wanted all along? Or is it like, was your immediate reaction, oh, Bill Belichick's a super genius again, this guy was supposed to go three, now he falls to 50. What was your immediate reaction to that whole thing, and how do you feel about it now after potentially watching the war room where Bill goes, you good with it? Yeah, I guess. I guess yeah. there was zero. There was zero excitement in there. What was your initial reaction? And then is it the same now? And what are your thoughts on the whole Patriots potentially getting another Tom Brady like? Yeah, my first thought was okay. It's a good fit. You know, he kind of matches with the way they like to play. And then after I had time to st- sit back and look at it, and I'll ask you this one, but I started thinking about it, and I'm like, they they liked him. They didn't love him. If they loved him, they would have gone up and got him. If you think if you think about it, obviously True. the Bears love Justin Fields. They weren't going to take the chances that you know rely on fate for him to fall into their lap. You look at the Chiefs went up and got Mahomes. Uh, you look at Houston, they went up and got Deshaun Watson. Um, I mean, I think even going back, I think they maneuvered around the board, but even go back to like the Ravens with Flacco, like they end up you end up trying to come up because you love the guy. You don't want to. If you love a guy, you're not going to sit back there and go, well, hope he gets here. That was the narrative, though. Uh, the narrative Love. was didn't even have to trade yeah. up. Yeah. Didn't even have – yeah, Jordan Love with the Packers. I loved him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a great call. Hey, Don't forget about that one. Well, hey, listen, it's hard I to won't. forget right now. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, won't, Daniel. A, hey, Daniel, have you, I don't know if you've been able to follow along with any of this. It has been incredible. And now, obviously, you're in the media now pretty heavily, formerly of a scout uh, in the NFL. I assume you knew how the media was used by different people for different leverage and business, stuff like that. This Aaron Rodgers Green Bay Packers thing is, is incredibly deep because it's potentially – you know, obvious. Now, Shrags, who's an insider, I think, in, in the game a little bit, said, it, was it an agent that wasn't happy or was it another team that doesn't like the Packers that released this information or was it the Packers potentially because Adam Schefter literally goes, league and team sources have told us right in there. But that narrative that they've done everything they absolutely can uh, here with three planes and everything like that to kind of spin maybe the thought that Aaron's being an asshole, which, by the way, Aaron has probably got to a point where he's like, I don't care anymore. Like, I would like to yeah. be treated in the same fashion. Did you know that when you were in the NFL, and then now that you're in the media, uh, is that something that you have to be cognizant of? Like, who's trying to get a narrative out? Who's potentially trying to spin a story and why they're doing it? I feel like that's the first thing I think about whenever I see anything nowadays. Well, I think there's there's connections you can draw between certain teams and sources uh with with media guys so we used to do it all the time we, we would kind of know like oh if this guy reported this we knew it was coming from this side or that side now i'm not as connected to that as i was when i was inside the league in terms of knowing who's kind of whose guy and where this you know where a narrative might be coming from uh but the rogers thing is fascinating because my first thought was you know, I just don't know how it would benefit him to get this out. Like, if yeah. he really wanted to get out of there, yeah, I didn't know how it would benefit him right before the draft because I'm like, you got to have some runway. A deal like this doesn't just, you know, happen in three hours. Like, you need a lot of runway to pull that off. And then when I talked to some teams, they're like, no, no, these, this, you know, this has been out there and known for a while. And I think at least teams have tried. You know, the conversations have taken place. So I think 
um, you know, it wasn't uh, it wasn't something that just was a spur of the moment. I think this had been, but as then, you guys well know, had been going on for a little while. But then the team came out and said, well, only one team has called. And it's just it's been a such a cluster. And at this point, you know, it's such a big deal because anywhere Aaron goes, they're instantly contenders. I mean, that's just yeah. that's just how it goes. Free agents are going to get try to get there in the next couple. It, like that's just the way it goes, especially if the team's all in. What team do you think, uh, just from your coverage of not only the draft and rosters and the NFL and being a scout, yeah. what team do you think that's being talked about would be the best fit, or does it matter because it's Aaron Rodgers? Oh, uh, Denver. Uh, Denver. How come? How come? Why, why do you think that? Nobody thought well, that. I, I, I look at I, court, doing the Charger games, Pat, for the last several years. Like I, I see that group, and when Cortland Sutton's healthy, he's he's big time. He is a big time dude. Uh, then you have Jerry Judy's a young wide receiver who's got a lot of tools. Um, they have they have backs now. I think they just drafted Javante Williams, uh, who's a stud out of North Carolina. They've got a pretty good offensive line, one of the best offensive line coaches in the NFL in Munchak. Uh, they've got awesome. pass rushers yeah. and a defense that's built to play with the lead. Um, so, I mean, to me, you've got two tight ends that run 4-4 um, in Jeez. Fant and Albert O. So they've, they've got legit dudes there in Denver. But on the whole Rodgers thing, I don't, I don't know where I am, when I kind of look at it from a personnel side, like I, I, it's not going to be on my resume that I traded Aaron Rodgers. Like it's just not. It's just I couldn't do it. It's not happening. There's no way. I, couldn't, I just could never do it. There's never enough. There's not another one out there. You, you can't trade him. I don't think that gets talked about enough. And as somebody who is in the personnel side of the NFL, and I have obviously friends now that are in the coaching side and coaches that I've had that I've been able to keep in contact with. And whenever I went on a, this rant a year ago about Tom Brady, about like, get Tom Brady in your building. If you can get Tom Brady yeah. in your building, you get him in your building because you would, to the personnel's point, to the coaching team, it's like we want to be the team that has Tom Brady. Like yeah. that—that That is the team you want to be. I don't think enough yeah. people think about it that way. Like you want to be the GM that, oh, yeah, we brought in Aaron Rodgers, by the way. You remember? Like there is there, – everything is kind of thought like that. And it's insane because, you know, Tom leaves, he wins. Peyton left, he wins. I mean, it just yeah. seems like the – it seems like this is inevitable, but there's a chance that there's a bigger thing happening here where the players are potentially going to get a little bit of control like what we see in the NBA, and that's why maybe the narratives are getting pushed so hard right now. Like, oh, this guy's an asshole, can't do this, this isn't how it goes. It's like, I feel like this is going to happen, and I don't know if any of us have any say over any of it. You know what I mean? Like, whatever's going to happen, yeah. I don't think any of us have any say over it. I'm, I, I have no idea how this is going to work out, but if you're Gutekunz or Murphy or LaFleur, who, oh, my God, LaFleur, when he Man. went out, I don't even want to picture a future with yeah. that. LaFleur, <laughs> yeah. LaFleur's drawing up all these plays, by the way. I don't know how. It's going to be difficult to make that move, but the way business is done, I don't know how it happens. Yeah, I, I just, again, I, to me, I would do two things. I would go out of my way to try and do whatever I needed to do to make Aaron happy, uh, to appease him and, and, and mend the fence, whatever, you want, whatever analogy you want to do. But... The other thing is I would tell him, like, look, we're gonna, I want to pay you gobs of money. I want you to give you a little bit more insight and involvement in terms of how we're you know, roster building. I think he's earned that. I think he does deserve a little bit of that to at least be in a seat at the table. And then by also reiterating to him, but just so you know, like, I'm not trading you. Like, you, you'll have to retire uh, <laughs> if you want to keep playing. Like, that's just not going to happen. I am, it's, there's no chance of me trading you. So 
if we try and do the thing through the media or just just know that that's not it's not a possibility. Hey, and I think that's where an owner would come in too. You know what I mean? Yes, and yeah. I think that is potentially something that's missing in the Green Bay Packers organization for this exact moment. Yeah. I'm not saying everything, but this exact moment. Daniel, enjoy your vacation. I hope you do go catch a fish or maybe swing the clubs well. Ladies and gentlemen, move the sticks. Daniel Jeremiah. Hey, Thank you. We got the hammer Don boys in the studio. Boys! You guys are running an absolute heater, which we will uh, talk about here in a second. Also joining us, college football national champion, Super Bowl champion, insider for the insiders, Ooh. ladies and gentlemen, AJ Hawk. Yeah. Thank you, AJ. AJ, how's it doing? How's how, how are you doing? <laughs> It's doing well. It's doing very well. Uh, how are you? Well, it might be doing well for you. I don't know how it's doing for me. I'm getting attacked by all angles now because I told Terry Bradshaw to fuck right off yesterday. Mm-hmm. So now it's kind of caused a little bit more of a storm. This whole story is getting crazy. Uh, you are the person getting quoted in the New York Post. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. All around the internet. You're in photos on E! and yeah. on Whoa. on uh, uh, on uh, in the tabloids yep. with your finger and everything. <laughs> Like entertainment tonight, I think. Access so. Hollywood, Access Hollywood, TMZ. You've been in this whole yeah. thing because you're at the derby, like this there with your fingers. You know what I mean? You're doing this thing in the photo. Do you have any updates on how you feel about the situation, or any intuition, any feelings that you have on the entire thing, Mister AJ Hawk? Uh, I do not have any updates. AJ. I, I guess I'm I'm out of the loop. I have not given it a whole lot of thought since the show yesterday, and have not really know, tried to figure about. out what's all what, 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 yeah. It's all anybody's talking about, AJ. We're gonna get an I mean, yeah, on the internet it is, I guess, but you know, no, you, got, you don't have any internet. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You ruin the show with your internet every day. Exactly. This is the Bill Burr thing. Bill Burr was told he was canceled by somebody, and he said, "By who?" And he said, "If you don't look, you don't know." <laughs> AJ, AJ is headlines everywhere. Doesn't even know because his phone can't connect to the goddamn internet True. because it's so bad. And it's not Zero just the percent chance Aaron Rodgers retires. Former Packers teammate AJ Hawk. They don't even say uh, Derby partner up to no. Ferguson, yeah. which they could have won one step further. Which other headlines did do? But thank you for the no update, AJ. Yeah, Appreciate you, AJ. Thank you. Did you hope that I was going to like call A-Rod and be like, hey, yeah. so I talked about you yesterday. What do you want to refute? What should I put out there that sounds good? Now? Well, it feels like that's what potential the other side's doing yeah. maybe, with, you know what I mean? Fascinating. Did you hear the first I went on? Because I'm tired of people coming after me, you know, for what I said, because it's obvious that Aaron did not release this information, okay? Peter Schrager, who's an insider, he said, there's no way this was Aaron. Why would Aaron do this? Daniel Jeremiah, former scout, now media person, he's like, there's no reason for Aaron to leave. That's the biggest thing I think I'm most frustrated about is people have been attacking me, AJ, for supporting Aaron because Aaron's the diva that leaked all this information. He was like, how fucking dumb are you? Listen, I will take it right on the shins, whatever. However, I enjoy it. But if you're just that dumb, though, like I can't I can't take you seriously I can't take you seriously and I think that is kind of the thing that I'm most upset about in this entire thing is like how has that become the narrative that Aaron leaked this Aaron wanted this he's a, like I don't know he was his only thing his only real statement is through Mike Tirico where he said I'm disappointed this has gone public or whatever mm-hmm. because this, everybody in all parties involved knew this was going to be fucking massive if this got out whoever leaked it I'm not saying it was the Packers maybe it was an agent who's not happy maybe it was another team that had heard about it but whatever the case league and team sources started an absolute bonfire in everybody's life at this moment 
Well, this is something that you mentioned, Pat, in our pre-show uh, production call that we had that we do every day, you know, just like the, all the big-time shows on TV. Bingo. I FaceTime yeah. AJ. He doesn't answer. It's normally <laughs> normally I'm taking like my morning grumpy. AJ's already been up for five hours. Yep. So I, I try to FaceTime him. He never answers. I hit him back with another one today, though. I hit him back with okay. another one today. He answered. He had just got done dropping off his kids and looked mm. like he was going fly fishing in those Ohio waters. Oh, nice. Yeah, the entire, had the entire thing. Nice. But it was a good conversation this morning. We're like a real show now. Maybe we'll get an Emmy because you just mentioned that. Mm. That, that is the hope. That's the, our first step on the path. But going back to what you said about the A-Rod thing, I guess I was naive to it. I, I heard some different people saying, like, oh, how dare Aaron Rodgers try to hijack the draft? And why would you, like, what a petty move to put this out the day of? And I was like, or do people really think that he yes. put this out and he would do this on the, mm-hmm. like, would he really want to hijack the draft and, and mess up also his weekend? He has scheduled the Kentucky. Derby! Yeah, I didn't even think about that because as somebody who's in that group, it was like, as soon as this news drops, you're like, okay, uh, fucking interesting right, weekend. Yeah. This will be a lot of fun. This is one of the greatest weekends of all time. I packed 700 cigars, <laughs> yeah. okay, for this weekend. You think Aaron's just like, nah, the only time I get to have a blast at a public function and I don't deal with anybody and I get all, all my friends together, let's ruin it. That's what I, like, I just, I'm, I'm very upset about that, but let's move along. Hey, I'm slurping, Raj. That's what people are telling me. <laughs> All dude. right. That's what people Who are cares? No matter what, people always think you're either slurping someone too much or you're not slurping. Well said. Hey, speaking of, you're right. You're, the slurp talk is always, <laughs> it's always on one side. Hey, it's a fickle conversation, isn't it? Uh, it's either one-way slurp or another-way slurp. Bullshit. Tired of it. I think I'm pretty good. I feel like I'm pretty good. Right down the middle. Slurp right down the center. I, I feel like I am pretty good. <laughs> Just enough. Just the right amount. <laughs> Just a little bit. Uh, the handball community is coming after oh, me. Oh, jeez. Uh, handball wait. community is coming after me. <laughs> I mean, I, I got them. For your team that you picked? Yeah, and the rugby community. They're coming after me. You know oh, what I mean? Seven. All right. I mean, what could they say? Well, everybody's taking it all out of fucking context, too. I said, if these guys and the beach volleyball community. Oh, jeez. Yeah, so they big respect. Yeah. Love yeah. the sport. Yeah. Yeah, but none of them are talking about, you know, in the weightlifting community. Oh, <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even they them? got the yeah. bodybuilders? Coming, like, they know Aaron Donald, too. And, and, you know, they're taking, they're like, you know, prove it, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, listen. Let's not take this out of context. What I said is the country of the NFL, if they had nine months of nothing else other than the sport, the handball, let's assume Patrick Mahomes, Matthew Stafford, Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers and the boys can figure out handball. Okay, I know right now maybe they'll pick up a game, they'll look amateur, but nine, maybe a year. Okay, maybe I was wrong with nine months. I was off uh, three months. I, I am so... So sorry. But with one year of every day learning, I'd assume they would fare pretty well. I got attacked yesterday, though. Oh, boy. Those people are fucking idiots. I mean, what was the argument they had? Well, I didn't have enough respect for their sport or whatever. I don't think you have enough respect for NFL fucking players. Yeah. yeah. How about that? How about that, AJ? I'm tired. I was in the trenches yesterday, (laughs) dude. Hey, Pat, are you the next generation Skip Bayless by just riling up oh, all these different things? AJ, 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 we will never go to hell. hell. We will never. You saw how much he got paid. You saw his contract. It was actually 11x what I was offered from <laughs> that company, which is interesting. Huh. So, <laughs> anyways. Let that sink in. I don't think we'll do 
another segment like that ever again. I, I enjoyed it. it so I enjoyed the the brain thought, the the 25, 30 minutes of brainstorming. But man, I, everybody's mad about it. I, this is what I've talked about with Skip Bayless. Of he has played piano man every night, okay, mm-hmm. for thirty years, the same way, same passion, and he is still making money off it. I have the utmost respect for that. I cannot just get on my Twitter, though, and just have everybody tell me I am a sack of shit. You fucking suck! Which I assume Skip Bayless does, because that is just... I I would like everybody to get along. I like to be a unifier. Yesterday, fucking every community was coming. Terry Bradshaw's fans were coming after me somehow. I mean, it was... Yesterday, I was in the middle... And I'll go in there fucking again if I have to, but I'm not going to do another segment that just sets me up for absolutely... We forgot a long-time rule this show. We don't do those segments. No. We judge those that do, do those segments. segments. Yeah. We don't yeah. do the uh, yeah. mock drafts. Well, you did do a mock draft. We don't do the power rankings. We judge the, the power, power rankings. The power rankers. Yeah. yeah. Those people must hate gold medals because, shit, we won 10 of them yesterday. No, no, no. <laughs> Can't say that. We did not. <laughs> no. It feels like we did. <laughs> no, that's not what I was told by the respective communities of sports that we – Allegedly offended yesterday. Did you huh? saying both anything to you? No, but I did think about him while Tyreek was running down the down the back stretch in my mind. I saw yeah. Tyreek leaning and you saying doing this mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. I was like, maybe we do get silver. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Maybe of we do get silver. Of, of all the events, track sprinting is the one where like all right, you could sprint for a year. You can only get so fast. Yeah, and oh, oh, yeah, but there's like little technique things. There's a kid for the Browns, I guess, who just got drafted. Oh, yeah, yeah, third round. He was not happy. I guess he actually is like an Olympic sprinter or whatever. Mm-hmm. Shout out to him. He hasn't played a fucking down yet, which is what we <laughs> were going off of, but he is in the NFL, so that is on us. I apologize, Flash. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Pat. Yeah. Please don't let the weightlifters, okay. the wrestlers, okay. the handballers, <laughs> and the guys who haven't even played it down in the NFL yet win. Okay. Hold the line. Okay. Oh. I'll make another fucking roster, too. Wait till you see the Winter Olympics. Oh, oh man. They are not going to be happy with me. Uh-uh. Anyways. Derrick Henry on the Alpine course. The rugby, you, you don't even know. They have to play defense. That you bad. don't think Derrick Henry can learn how to tackle in 12 months? What are we doing? What are we... What are we even doing? Okay. Yeah, rugby was coming after me. Fucking sprinkle a couple linebackers in there, dude. Well, yeah, by the way, we did forget, like, we should have created another sport for uh, the Honey Badger. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, probably. Especially now that he's friend of the show. We should have got him in there somewhere. He would have taken some, some, I'm not saying it. I'm I, thought not he saying it. I love Olympians. I love Olympians, but I'm just saying, if the country of the NFL was to show up at any of these things after a year of training with the competitive mindset they have, not that Olympians don't. Hey, not that Olympians don't. I'm just saying I think it would be pretty competitive in some of these I things. was thinking what he would be good at. How come Mount Midorion was not in the <laughs> Olympics yet? Yeah, you're right. How about the aggro crack? Oh. I mean, there's a lot of things that we could maybe make the Olympics better, too, if we yeah. want the Olympic fans to just come out yeah. of us, too. Give the honey badger a saber. Well, ipso facto, I think fence. the aggro crack is kind of in the saber. This year. You're 100% right. That's yeah, good, that's a good you're point. You're him, oh, yeah. him yeah. fencing. Yeah. Gotcha. Oh, we win. Yeah. Oh, there's going to be some... String bean rich white. Uh-huh. Okay, in Europe, who's not going to be happy about us saying that old honey badger will be able to pick up a sword and fucking hey, win the fencing out there, dude. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, fencing community. You take your chances when you go against the fencing community. They'll stand right in the back. And we didn't even talk about the cycling. I mean, Russell Wilson on that Peloton. See ya. Are you kidding me? The fencing community can shut up until they do it with real swords, okay? Until there's blood on the mats, don't talk about it. I have a lot of respect for the sport. Okay, Absolutely. I, I watched a documentary on it. 
the way they train with the points and the lasers, I have a lot of respect for it. But let's assume that if Tyron Matthew decides to pick it up, he's going to be pretty good at it pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah quick that, with the blade. That guy in Europe who's you know a pro fencer, he's just mad he's getting silver. You're right. Mm-hmm. Who's the only reason they're crying? Who would do the what? The Luke Luge. Luke. The loogie. All right, we'll move on. Suck it, Gil. Zito, appreciate that, pal. Really appreciate what you did back there. Um, AJ, let's take some phone calls, shall we? Yeah, man, I, I'm I'm glad I don't have to weigh in. You're much braver than I am to take on all those different fan bases, so fancy and cycling, all of them. Do you think we win? Do you think the country? Not we, because I'm not on the team. Maybe I am. Maybe I'm like Pepper Brooks, though. Oh yeah. <laughs> maybe I'm like you know. Could be call the action. The individual, yeah, the individual commentators. I would be the broadcast team for the country of the NFL. You could probably be the Easterby for the country of the NFL yeah. for the Olympics. No, that's. That's Tebow. Yeah, it's Tebow. Especially now he's back. Yeah. Yeah, I thought we were putting him in. I mean, throw him in boxing. I guess there is a a pivot role in handball. I I learned a lot about handball last night. Oh, yeah. From the tweets I got. I guess you do want lefties in there, too. So somebody did say, remove one of these and put Tebow in there. I'm like, all right, listen, if we're putting Tebow on the team. Wasn't it based on throwing? That team ain't fucking losing right there. There's no (laughs) way that team's losing. We'll put Vic in there. Don't need lefties. A 40-year-old Vic. How would this team lose in handball? Tell me, AJ. I don't think they can. We should talk to Jake the Snake Plumber. He's a big-time handball player. Jake the Snake Plumber, huh? I bumped in at 3 a.m. on the streets of New Orleans down at the Super Bowl. How'd go? I love Jake. He viciously attacked me. Jeez. Out of nowhere. I was like, all right, big fan. All right, Jake. He was with uh, my guy, George. um, Rules of handball. George Foster. A match consists of two periods of 30 minutes. Okay, we're going to have to work on our cardio, boys. Okay. Oh, okay, okay. we're going to have to work on our cardio. Ain't no problem. we got a year. Yeah, got a year. Got yeah. a year. Plenty of time. Each team consists of seven players, a goalkeeper, and six outfield players. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. It was a colon there. It wasn't a semi. It was a full. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. No, it was a semi. It was a, hey, this is to yeah. clarify what Partial. we just said there. Six and one. Okay. Outfield players can touch the ball with any part of their body that is above the knee. Oh, wait till you see what Gronk does with his hips. Oh, hell yeah. Once a player receives possession, they can pass, hold possessions, or shoot. If a player holds possession, they can dribble or take three steps for up to three seconds without dribbling. Yeah. Only the goalkeeper is allowed to come into contact with the floor of the goal area. Goalkeepers are allowed out of the goal area. Area, but not must not retain possession if they're outside the goal. We win. Yeah, I mean, game over. Close, dude. Checkmate. What are we even talking about here? Yeah, I feel like yeah, twelve months of preparation. And that's all they do is train for it, like they're in the Olympics. AJ couldn't play though. Can you put that team back up there, please? Why? Because his hands. <laughs> yeah. By the way, if this team was the handball team, I think handball would be the number one sport in America. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Dribbling yeah. too. Think about how many guys in the NBA dribbling a handball. Oh yeah. yeah I mean, this over. is just the country of the NFL. Yeah. But you're right. If we had Russell Westbrook, yeah, Tom. Kyrie Irving. <laughs> I mean, come on. It, now listen. Zion. That is, Z- oh, and this isn't even the best of the handball players. Like Josh Allen, you chose for a different event. I'm sure he'd be hell of a Bingo. handball. Bingo. Josh oh, yeah. Allen is throwing yeah. the javelin. It's on the same day. Flacco. Oh, oh steps. Well. Well, I, and also, by the way, you can, oh, now, you can, now you can start going like Jarvis Landry, yeah, who can throw the ball. Great yeah. Odell Beckham Odell. Jr. playing goalie because he catches everything. Yeah, you, uh, uh, Julian Edelman, you know, great oh, arm yeah. with it, good knee. Good, uh-huh. yeah. Plus, he's shifty, you know. Yeah. Anyways, First I'm tired of getting attacked for the truth. We win. Congrats <laughs> to us. You lose. Congrats to us. That's congrats. Every- I can't wait till the next list that you put out. I'm not doing them anymore. I just said it. Yeah, but right. what about like an NFL chess team? 
I mean, could All you right. think about? I would assume Aaron would be on that team. Absolutely. Yeah. Which is why Mike that, Vick's the coach. That is something that people, Mike Vick, would be the coach because yeah. he did become a chess master, yes. I guess. Oh yeah. While he's passing his time, that's what he said. Incarcerated, he, he played chess every day. I I would like to see him go take on people in chess now that uh, uh, close Sicilian. And uh, what is it? Beth uh, Harmon. Uh, Beth Harmon. What is it? Uh, Queen's Gambit. Queen's Gambit. There it is. Okay. <laughs> Couldn't think of the name. Vic, Vic should have went out and played. I assume he's going to be very good. He's the coach. But the people that say Aaron's super smart and all that shit, uh, and they say that he did this on purpose, it's like, well, if you compliment how intelligent he is, you think he's cerebral and manipulative and all this shit, why would he set himself up to look like an absolute jackass? Like, he would not do that. So it's like all accounts of people thinking Aaron like this are dumb. Now he might say differently. Maybe, maybe at some point it'll come out that it was from him. But that doesn't make any sense to me, AJ. And we're back at square one. Let's now talk about uh, AJ, the Hammer Don Boys. Okay, the HDB live 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. YouTube.com forward slash Hammer Don. They are incredibly hot still. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Are you guys just gonna, are you guys going to be good forever now that you're every single day and that's all you guys focus on? Well, it's at least going to be a hot hammer down boy summer. Oh. Hey. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, it's going to be a white boy summer. <laughs> Sheesh. Again. Uh, MLB's been treating us greatly. <laughs> uh, the hammered down boys who call in on the money line. Wow. We're undefeated yesterday. Really? Ooh. Randoms that call Callers in. of the show. The HDB. HDBs. HDBs. The, the Hammer Dime Boys. <laughs> the little gang you guys have created of winners over there. Yeah. Fandle has to hate you guys. What is the what is the trick you guys are doing to win all these games? First five, Pat. I mean, six and two last night, baseball. Just run it forward. Keep it going. What if Fandle says, like, hey, hey team, listen. We're going to have to redo the algorithm for about a week. We're going to have to shut this first five down. You guys think you guys have it completely cracked here, the code? You think- I will say no because uh, last time we said that we did have a losing night, so I did not want to tempt the gambling gods, but Fair. I feel pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate that. AJ, Urban Meyer says Tim Tebow uh, will make the – hey, congrats, by the way, yeah, boys. Yeah, thank you, boys. Not easy to win like that. Uh, did the did the Jacksonville Jaguars Super Bowl odds change uh, that Tim Tebow is potentially going to be playing tight end for? They them? got worse actually. No, okay, that's no, a shot. Sense. That was a shot. No, that's not true. Tim Tebow, good tight end or not a good tight end? Here on May fifth, two thousand twenty-one, you think he'd be a good tight end or a bad tight end in the NFL? I have no clue. He's never has he ever played tight end at any level? He played PP, yeah. uh, personal protector on a punt team. You saw Aaron Hernandez play a lot. He did watch Aaron and other tight ends, mm-hmm. yeah. not just Aaron Hernandez. But he's one of the best tight ends ever. He saw a lot. Of Aaron Hernandez was very good yeah. at the football position tight end. Cut a dime. What's that, bub? He cut a dime. He's quick. Okay, yeah, he was very quick. Yeah, he would have been a game changer Those for sure. Gronkowski and Andrew. Okay, see? Knew you were going to get there. So. <laughs> <laughs> Knew you were going to get there. I was trying to cut it off early. But you, you have no idea. You, you, I think he's going to be great. That's what Tim Tebow does. And Urban he Meyer is great. Yeah, he is. And if Urban is going to bring him in, I mean, if he's going to take up a roster spot, I, it's not like a charity case Urban's going to do. He wants to win more than anybody. So I assume there will be a role for, for Timmy in there. Will Schlegel and Tebow, oh. how will that will that just be a volcano of uh, motivation? Or how is that whole thing going to pan out, you think? It will be like two forces colliding. But I, I texted Schlegs early this morning. I said I, I was watching an interview where Tebow told me he's going to out-squat you and he's going to double your deadlift. <laughs> Oh, so you talk shit to Shakes. <laughs> ah. Yeah, Shakes has, has not responded. He's too good of a guy to respond to. 
Yeah, because you kind of put him in a pickle there because uh, Tebow might be a player that he is on yeah. a team where he is going to have to coach. So if, if he responds in any fashion of he ain't going to fucking beat me, it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you kind of burying? And then if he, responds, if he responds with, yeah, Tebow probably will do that, you'll hold that over his head for the rest of his life. So he is. you kind of put him into a uh, check uh, type situation there. Trust me, Schlage is not going to respond and say, you're right, he probably will. I, I don't think that's one of his responses. <laughs> um, left tackle Eric Fisher is visiting with the Colts this week. Uh, Anthony Costanzo retired after an incredible career. Was not nationally known, but I got a chance to watch him kind of grow into being a dominant left tackle in the NFL. Quentin Nelson changed him a lot for the better. Whenever you get that guy next to you, it helps out. The left tackle position was left open. Uh, we did not know what was going to happen with the Colts, especially since Carson Wentz has been brought aboard. Uh, but I do believe Chris Ballard said Carson Wentz had a rugby player. Okay, blocking for him last year. Yep. Mm-hmm. We promise you we won't do that. They bring in Eric Fisher, who was let go from the Chiefs and the revamping of the offensive line over there. Your thoughts on this? Did you ever play against Eric Fisher? And do you think he's still got it? I think I did play against him. Yeah, he's coming off a torn Achilles, right? Yeah, yep. and that's, I mean, that is a tough, tough, tough injury. It seems like I would, so the Colts obviously haven't signed him yet. I'm sure they're checking on his Achilles and seeing when he'll be ready to go, but don't you think you can get him relatively cheap, maybe, coming would, off the injury? I would assume the injury, especially in Achilles, it is... Like a one year. Like give it a, like he, he probably needs like a proven year. Like, hey, this is, let me make sure I'm good, and they, the Colts can say, hey, we can give you that opportunity. And a chance to win, maybe. Mm-hmm. And yeah. a chance to win. So who knows if Ballard's going to offer him a contract or they're going to figure it out or whatever, but the Achilles deal is a massive ordeal. It, it, whenever it happens, everybody's bummed in the facility. ACL has obviously been ending seasons and careers for a long time with the new four-week IR thing, and you could potentially come back and everything like that. Maybe we'll see more people with the, the 17 games come back from an early ACL, maybe if science figures it out. But the Achilles is just an absolute... Nobody really knows why it happens. Uh, you can prepare for it, but if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Usually it's non-contact. You can just be walking, moving. And anytime it happens, the entire level of morale around everybody is ruined. That's why this Jawan James... Um, uh, is that is that Jawan James, right? Yeah. yeah. $8.5 million contract is what he's owed next year. He pops his Achilles training off the field. Now, with the way contracts have been set up for so long, there's an asterisk in every single contract that I was a part of. Maybe I thought it would change going forward, but if you get hurt away from the facility, they don't have to cover it. And it's it's just the way it's been for a long time. I talked about it earlier with the lockout. I went skydiving as soon as the lockout happened because we had Cobra insurance because Cobra wasn't able to tell me, like, ah, we ain't going to cover anything if I just so happen to fall from 13,000 feet or whatever, <laughs> which could happen in the NFL. But this is a situation that the NFLPA and the NFL are going to be judged heavily on because this dude, the Broncos know they're going to make money contracts and rights and everything's going up they could pay for this but legally they could say no as well how do you feel about that whole situation aj and what do you think happens i mean i would be a little bit i mean i am a little bit torn about it and i've i've talked about it on here before the old joke what you used to do hey if you got hurt outside the facility you gotta hobble on in there and act like you did it during practice or during the workout like that's just was the old joke that people would always make but especially right now with the COVID situation, everything, I can't see a way where they don't pay him. I know legally they don't have to, 
but I would think they're going to take care of it. Didn't you think that maybe that would get changed with the recent CBA? I would assume that's why a lot of players are coming out and they're like, hey, like this is, you know, this is a, a, a thing that we've been, you know, told. It was just kind of the standard. Like, hey, if you get hurt, it was just kind of how it was. It's just how contracts were. This is standard NFL contract talk right here. If you get hurt, they don't have to cover it, even though they will. Ben Roethlisberger crashed his Hayabusa in downtown Pittsburgh going through a five-way intersection that is blind. A lady ran the intersection, hit him. He did not have a license. He did not have a helmet on. It was a pretty reckless situation by all accounts. The Steelers did pay for it, but I remember the stories coming out like, the Steelers do not have to cover this at all if they're angry. This is just kind of how it's always been. With this situation, if it doesn't get paid for, uh, the NFLPA could have to, you know, really eat some shit here from a lot of its players, especially now Patrick Mahomes came out. Uh, I think Tyreek Hill also came out. Other guys came out, and they're like, what are they supposed to do, just not train anywhere? Like, how is this supposed to happen? Uh, It's fascinating stuff, and it's all big business stuff, which is how everything has to be treated whenever you look at the NFL these days, even though we wish it was differently. Hey, but how do you how do you end up changing it? Because if you say, hey, if you get hurt working out away from the facility, yes, we it is covered in your contract. But how can you prove? I've then it's going to become a big thing of proving that you got hurt working out and not skydiving or not yeah. jet skiing or doing something like that. Yeah, I remember thinking I did something. I was uh, kicking balls in my backyard, and I felt something like kind of pop. Ooh. I felt something pop like in the back. It was in the back on like one of those, uh, I don't know what the hell it is, but the two two thingies on the outside of the knee in the Uh back, like I felt it pop. And I was like, oh no, not good. It was in my left knee. So there was a kicking period coming in like three days or whatever. I was like, all right, I have to get... I have to get to that kicking period. I have to I have to kick one ball at least in that kicking period. And I'll be but that was literally immediate thought upon that thing. I'm like, ah God, what is that? Okay, well now I gotta this can't affect anything. (laughs) But I woke up the next day it felt better, the next day it felt better. But you saying that whole like the old thing was you gotta get into the building. That was very real because this has been just a standard for a long time. Put that back up there. So I think it is the uh, gracilis. So it looks like uh, yeah, gracilis in the knee is what that thing in the back is. Yeah. AJ, you probably do you work out all these muscles? Well, these are just muscles. They're not, they're not showing the ligaments. I thought you were talking about a ligament. Well, I have yeah. no idea. I think it is a ligament, maybe, uh, actually. I was looking at muscles. Uh, Zito, ah, Zito's yeah, looking at muscles. Zito's looking at the muscles. Obviously. But I hope this <laughs> happens. Obviously, I hope the Achilles gets paid for. That's one that you can't, you know, tough it into the gym. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, and he opted out last year, too, and we always talk about these oh, teams no. having, like, a, oh, a little no. human feel to it. So we'll see how they actually feel about uh, uh, old Juwan. Vic Ballard had an Achilles, I think. I don't think he ever got back from it. Robert Mathis had an Achilles. I think he had to get, like, 13 surgeries or something Jeez, like that. Damn. The Achilles is tough, dude. For, for all we know about it, uh, and we know, obviously, it killed that one one king or god back Achilles. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah Achilles. Achilles there. But it is, it's tough to prepare for. It just can kind of happen over nowhere. So I was looking at Eric Fisher. I thought he was Pro Bowl two years ago. He's a Pro Bowl actually last year, and he tore it in the AFC Championship game. There's no way that he can play this He's, upcoming season. So it's right? probably going to be a two-year yeah. deal. And the Colts also drafted someone in the second round who tore their Achilles, I think, in December oh, or something like that. So they don't give a shit about the torn Achilles. Chris <laughs> Ballard. Eight months. He can come back in eight months, I bet, by September. When did he tear it? January? Yeah, and the championship game, yeah. You could definitely say he can make it back this season. Maybe not the very start, but yeah, I think. And you probably do get him at a pretty good rate at yeah. this point. And the Colts probably should grab him because the Bron- the Broncos are bringing in basically every tackle available. And a veteran yep. is added to a veteran team. Mm-hmm.
Guy has a ring. Number one overall pick. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go, Chris. Here we go. Ursay did say that they will keep their eyes out for every situation that was going on or something in his immediate press conference post-draft. So I wonder if Ursay was like, brother, we are getting a tackle. (laughs) (laughs) He's awesome, AJ, isn't he? Oh, yeah. They, they, I don't know. They tell me the numbers, and then they say, yeah, I can pick that plane up. $80 million. There, there it is. <laughs> so sorry to interrupt this conversation, uh, but I got to let you guys know that whether it's for work or play, a lot of us are going to be on the move again this summer, baby. Let's go! So my advice to you, take your Raycons with you. Whether you're listening to this show or the pod or Hammer Don, a pair of Raycon wireless earbuds in your ears can make all the difference. You get crisp, powerful beats at half the price of other premium audio brands, and Raycons look great and feel even better. They come in a range of cool colors and with customizable gel tips included for a comfortable in-ear fit. And Raycons are built to go wherever you go with quick and seamless Bluetooth pairing and a compact charging case. Listen up. Raycons offering 15% off all their products for our listeners, and here's what you got to do. Go to buyraycon.com slash pat. There you'll get 15% off your entire Raycon order. And it's such a good deal, you're probably going to want to grab a pair and a spare. That's 15% off at B-U-Y-R-A-Y-C-O-N.com slash pat. Buyraycon.com slash pat. Back to the show. Hey, Jay, I got a question for you. Can't wait. Are you going to break any news today about yeah, this whole thing? Yeah, come on. Oh, I thought this was related to the read that you're about to do. Nah, I'm putting it off the layer. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think I have any breaking news. Do you? I got some breaking news. Okay. This show is a daily show that has a ticker now. Oh, oh really? We have a ticker now. Yeah, I don't know if it's live immediately or has been live because we can't see it in the studio, but we have a ticker that is going to be updated uh, just like we had on draft night. I believe we're going to move into the daily rotation with the ticker. AJ, you know what comes? Quotes from the first hour if you missed it. Uh, updates on any potential news breakings that could happen on the show that maybe you are showing up late to. There will also be trivia in there. Oh, okay. Able to uh, make some money. Yeah, I mean, uh, the ticker trivia thing is going to be a big time like thing. Uh, we'll get quotes, potential guests that are coming on the show, ideas, just to keep people updated on what's going on, maybe occupy the optics a little bit down here at the bottom. You know what I mean, AJ? I like it. Will I be able to see it from my end? I don't think you no. nor me no. will be able to see it. So I yeah. add some wires and... Um... Azito, Azito Production <laughs> right. needs to get tightened up a little bit. There we go. He needs to call a satellite down yep. to shoot that thing over there. But is it up and running right now? Yeah, it, it is, is up and running. Let's yeah. go! Yay! Look out for trivia questions in there. Ticker trivia will be something. I don't know if we'll do it every day. I don't know how much we'll want to uh, kind of kill that or not. The thought was uh, it'll be one, like question you probably could google okay there's another one that is directly related to the show and then the third one will be an ungoogleable question nice you know much like the what sandwich is Thai eating right. or something like that and then you have to get all three you'd have to tweet them out with something and then we'll just kind of give away you know a couple hundred bucks a day if you watch along and there's uh, more reasons hopefully for people to watch along and you know uh, us to say thank you to them for doing such a thing and spending their afternoon. ticker is very useful. I just found out that NFO Insider AJ Hawk has provided no new updates. Yeah, on that, that is something that did make it onto the ticker. Yeah, 
Yeah, that did make it on the ticker. We will not say who is running the ticker, but that did make its way onto the ticker, AJ. It's a shame that that is breaking news at this yeah, point. Yeah, sorry, AJ. No news is breaking news, that AJ. Is, it's a shame that whoever is running this ticker sure has a lot of power since I will never see the ticker. Either. Well, I, I will never see it either, by the way. So it's not – if you think it's me, it's not. Okay? Hey, I like no, – I'm I good. I think it's awesome. I think you should also put up whoever's doing it. Like, oh, oh wow! Shit. That looks awesome. NFL insider AJ Hawk has provided no new <laughs> updates on the Aaron Rodgers situation. <laughs> Our ticker's the best. Our ticker's the best. <laughs> handball guys are mad. Okay. Yes. It, by the way, speaking of handball, let's go ahead and put a, a ribbon on that whole thing. I guess the best handball player in the world has tweeted yeah, about us. Uh, he is from France. He said he would love to play against the team that we put together. Uh, we, hey, we'd love. Hey, nothing but respect for your work, yeah, Nicola. Yeah. Nothing but respect for you. He said it would be nice to play against them, and I won't let you know, Nicola. I don't think it would be, pal. Okay, you would not be talked about ever again in the handball world. All right, just willing. I respect you. I appreciate all the hard work. I love watching handball when the Olympics come around. Every single time, I think, why is this not a bigger sport in America? This is a great game. This is a great game. It's a fun game, action-packed game. There's a lot of athleticism going on. With that being said, if uh, if the country of NFL decides to get into the handball world and commit a year to it. Nicola's probably never winning a game again. You lose. Hey, Nicola. He's an NFL fan, too, so he knows. Oh, wee oui, wee. Oui. Yeah, hey. Uh, he gets hey, it. Hey, 2A Trey fucked, pal. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you just say to him? You are very fucked. That's right. Yeah, that's it. By the way, uh, my French skills are, you know, at a college level. Sure. Okay? It's Still not pretty elementary. Good. It's not elementary. It is a college level. Mm-hmm. Six classes of uh, French I have taken. Damn. Wow. Yep, I have. That's Damn, you're fluent. Yeah. Well, that's the thing about it is, uh, you know, I, 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 I need the word box. You know what yeah, I mean? Big I, need, time. I need the word bank there for that whole thing. I can understand when other people are speaking slowly. You know, like sure. if, they, uh-huh. if they have a, you know, like for instance, in Morocco, their second language is French and they speak it. And I think they speak a little bit slower potentially than the French do. And as I was walking through a market in Morocco, I did hear and decipher a group of people talking shit about our group. Sure. Now, to respond, <laughs> uh, je, oh, <laughs> je, uh, I basically just said, ah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I got gotcha. you. That's basically what I said. So I felt good there, but that is the only time it has ever paid off for me other than talking shit in French to the best handball player on earth. So that's two times. Everybody should be taking Spanish. I don't know what the fuck you're doing. <laughs> Ain't that right? Yeah, exactly. Like when, yeah. when will you ever need French if you grow up here? Why was that an option? If you yeah. got a pass. I'm with you. Spanish yeah. from day one. They should start Spanish from first grade on uh-huh. with English. Now listen, it's just, hey, let's just acknowledge what it is if you're going to make us take a foreign language which they did they forced us into Mm -hmm. and by the way the french community the french uh speaking teacher community i'm sure is a very nice group of people oh yeah great my french teachers were all very nice okay i enjoyed them as humans but there's no reason for me to be fucking learning french no there's no reason for it you know german was an option latin was an option Mm -hmm. i think which by the way okay i understand you want to go with latin you can kind of figure out every other language i guess but spanish should have been the only one i I don't know why they let my dumb ass pick uh, a language (laughs) what about Uh, chinese Maybe, yeah. Maybe yeah. that's an option as well. I think it's Mandarin. Yeah. 
You have, by the way, that's despicable that you don't even know the They offered name. Chinese in my uh, college yeah, that, and high school. Yeah, that would be Massachusetts. Sense. They don't offer Mandarin. Uh, okay. They offer oh, Chinese. In Massachusetts. Yeah. Probably in Ohio, same thing. Hey, yeah. hey you want to take Chinese over here? <laughs> you want to take Chinese? Is that happening over there in Ohio or is that just Massachusetts? I think it's just wherever Connor's from. Okay, yeah. Makes uh, sense. That, that's, what they, that's what they were offering. Okay. And you forgot about the breaking news. Foxy's giving away a boatload of money tonight. Oh, yeah. That, <laughs> put that on the ticker. Put that on the ticker. Whoever's, there. Uh-huh. Whoever's running the ticker. There. Whoever's running the ticker. Who's doing it? Let's go ahead and add that on there that there's a new <laughs> vlog coming out, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Mr. Friday Night. Yep. Foxy's giving away a boatload of cash. Big a lot of money. Yeah. It was actually his... It was a gift to me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Happy birthday. Thank you. Very nice of him. Foxy, you're a good guy. Good guy, Foxy. Good for you, Foxy. Good guy, Foxy. AJ, have you given away your $20,000 yet? Ooh. No, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to. Has Mitt found yet someone from my Instagram? Well, Mitt's been worrying about his goddamn landlord catfish (laughs) situation. I don't know if he's got a chance to figure it out. By the way, the pod, uh, the podcast that comes out of this office, today's episode is worth a download. It is worth a show. Let's go to Sunny in Toronto. What's going on, Sunny? It's always Sunny in Toronto. Hey, Kyle. What's going on, brother? Hey, just hanging out, Sonny. How you doing up there? I'm doing good, boys. Hey, shout out. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out. Hey, yo, uh, did you uh, happen to see what RG3 uh, said about Kirk Cousins? They totally buried him. He goes, he's uh, sitting there collecting checks in Minnesota, leading into eight and eight seasons. What's that all about? You oh. think RG3's got a little beef still from the Washington yes. football situation? No, jaded. Did he say that? Did Bob really say that? I did not see that. Neither did I. He I was doing that. a uh, uh, RG3 was on some kind of podcast or draft show thing. I think I know he was quoted as saying something else that I, yeah, I think he was trying to make a, a case why he would be good on some teams. Yeah, like a mentor or something, right? He wanted For to Trey be Trey Lance. Yeah. Yeah. So that must have been the show that he said that, right? So did he also say Kirk Stinks. It sounds like it. I wonder if Kirk... you would think that would be. Wouldn't that be the lead? Wouldn't that be what gets picked up from that instead well, of the? That'd be a good mentor. Well, especially in the world that we live, and maybe Sonny was like, "How come nobody's talking about this?" This guy yeah. said that he stinks, and maybe Sonny, we appreciate you doing that for us, pal. But I've not heard that. I did not hear that. Who knows if that's real or not? I have no idea. Uh, Washington ex quarterback RG three blast cousins for collecting checks. Touts himself as mentor. Okay, here we go. This is via. Mike Fisher on May the 4th be with you 2021. Uh, Robert Griffin III is looking for work and maybe looking for attention too. Whoa, Mike. Come on, Jesus Mike. Jesus Christ. Everybody's getting buried in this yeah. situation. <laughs> Griffin, the former Washington football team. By the way, they probably asked him to go on this show. He gives answers. He's looking for attention. They asked him to probably come on. How about that? Now, this is that media thing. You know, this is that media thing. Like, players are always, you know what I mean? And it's not Yeah, you every- don't need that. It, you don't have to start the article out like that. That's what I'm saying. Like, you're setting the tone. Like, oh, here's a player. Like, okay. All right. He's probably asked to do that. How come the people that are doing the show aren't asking for your viewers, which is, means looking for money? Like, how come that isn't how you? Oh, I know why. Because the media has a pretty good relationship with a lot of, you know, not oh. all media, not all teams. But I'm just saying it does feel as if the players potentially having a little bit more saying things is pissing people off, I'd assume. Yeah. I'd assume people are not happy or thrilled about that. We'll see how it all ends up. But Griffin, the former Washington football team QB, predicted to BleacherReport.com that Vikings quarterback Kirk Cousins will end up losing his starting job to 
just drafted rookie Kellen Mond and that he, Griffin, should be signed by the 49ers, the perfect mentor for new quarterback Trey Lance. On the Cousins situation, yeah, I can tell you that number eight in Minnesota is not real happy right now because Kellen Mond represents exactly what he doesn't do well. Kellen Mond is the big physical quarterback. He can run it, throw it all over the field, and I don't think that's something number eight is able to do in Minnesota. As you've seen, Cousins has been collecting checks there in Minnesota for a long time, taking them to eight and eight, nine and seven seasons. Whoa! I mean, that is, I mean, Mike Fisher did say he was looking for a little bit of attention. Maybe what he was referring to is when RG3 said this, he knew that this was potentially going to get picked up. Hey, he might, there might be something going on there. If I die, I die in uh, RG3. Do they hate each other? I didn't know they hated each other. I didn't know that was the case. I mean, they may hate each other. I would assume they just don't talk. Like, there's no communication from either of them. I would assume RG3 hates Cousins. I don't think Cousins cares one way or another. Took his job, got paid a bunch of money in Washington, and then now in Minnesota. You know, I don't think he – but I, I would be – I I mean, if he, I heard that RG3 hates Kirk Cousins, I'd be like, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. I don't know because it feels like – I don't know. I don't know. I don't think you say – would you say something like that about somebody you're good friends with? No, no, never. Probably not. <laughs> never, never. That's what I'm saying is like he could have, you know what I mean? He could have peppered it a little different. Like, for instance, Brett Favre. If he wasn't friends with Aaron Rodgers right now, he'd be coming out with a hammer like Terry Bradshaw. Yeah. Right? But instead, since he's friends with Aaron, he's coming out, he's like, even when he holds a grudge, you know, I mean, Shit, he ain't even budget. You know, it's, how, it's all in how you decide to talk about it or whatever well, that's the narrative by the way yeah that's the whole thing we're talking about with narratives to ty's point too i'm sure when people say like oh you remember bob griffin on you know the washington football team then they had a different name it was probably like yeah remember when kirk cousins saved bob griffin because he got hurt and you think rg3 hears that all the time and he's like this guy stinks i'm sick of you guys hey he did have like a 28 yard run though that made me and foxy a lot of money on wednesday afternoon football then he popped his hamstring the next play which was perfect. Yeah. Because he couldn't lose any yards running anymore. True. <laughs> for our pockets. Not for RG3. No, no, not for, no. Not for Bob. I mean, you are a terrible person. Bob's got a statue. All right. Bob's going to be all right. It's true. Bob going to be all right. <laughs> all right. Let's go to the phones. Justin in Florida. What's going on, Justin? Hey, Pat. How's it going? Just hanging out, pal. How are you? Now, boys, AJ, how they doing? Hey, happy, uh, happy drinking day on the fifth here. Oh, sink out of miles. Hey, more like drinking, am I right? Maybe drunk out of miles later. Oh, you guys put on people on hold for an hour and a half on the fifth. What are you gonna do? Yeah, but, yeah, of course. But all right, let's go to Nico in South Carolina. Nico, what's going on? It's hammered. I want to know the question. Yeah, I, I, I didn't mean to, it's the computer. You know what I mean? Goddamn Dell. What's what going on, on, bud? Nico, what's going on? This is Nico in South Carolina. Nico knows. Nico, let's, let's on, let Pat boy? talk over your question. Come on. No, no, I don't want to do that. But I don't want us to complain about getting fucking finally on and then bitching about it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, <laughs> hey, listen, we got a lot of things to talk about, pal. We got an insider of the insiders, okay? Sorry, we're not going immediately to you down in Florida when you get online. Fuck you. Yeah, Jesus Christ, AJ. Okay. Well, yeah. Yeah. Thank you, yeah. Nico. Yeah. Thank you, Nico. Nico knows. Like, All hey, right. Nico, I was excited for that guy from Florida. At that exact moment, by the way, I had seen he had potentially been waiting. I'm like, this show needs this guy right now. And what's he do? He goes on and bitches about it. Like, hey, pop. God. No thanks. It's hammered. He is drunk, though, so hey, we shouldn't uh, hold it against him. Call back next week. Maybe a boom. sobro DeMaio. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, true. That'll be a good one. 
Nick gave me a standing ovation in the back when I hung up on the guy, though. I would like everybody to know that he has been wanting me to be a little bit more aggressive with the phones. I like our callers. I appreciate our callers. But shut the fuck up. Nico, what do you want to talk about, pal? And that's the hey, um, first and foremost, before I get with my question, I do want to wish Mrs. McAfee some good wishes. I know somebody uh, in her family's smart. got an operation today. Smart. He's good, by the way. Let's go. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, my yeah. question is... Old Bob Pumphrey. Uh, with Justin Fields in Chicago, I know they've gained some extra weapons, you know, with the draft and post-draft, uh, including C.J. Maribald from Coastal Carolina. Yeah. Um, okay. I want to see if you think that their offensive scheme is going to be a little bit different because I can't remember the last time they've had a mobile quarterback. Hell yeah. Okay, I, I agree. And by the way, Mitchell Trubisky, whenever he was number three overall QBR, they had him moving a lot, which is why everybody was confused why they just had him parked in the pocket. Now, was that Mitchell saying that or was that Nagy and Pace deciding that? I mean, that's to be decided, I guess, here. But if they let Justin Fields do Justin Fields thing after, you know, Andy Dalton does Andy Dalton things, yeah. that's a recipe for success oh. over there. Hey, that's a recipe be for success, AJ. Hey, well, don't you think if you draft a guy that is athletic, runs a 4-4-40 and can throw it, you're going to use all his tools. So, yeah, you're going to run him a little bit. You don't want to get him hurt. But, yeah, it's going to be an option for sure. When he showed up at that pro day, by the way, yeah, he ran a 4-4. Now, granted, it's not combine time, so. Might be faster. Might be slower. Might be faster. Who knows? We had that whole thing. Normally, though, when somebody visibly puts on weight, they're normally slower, right? So he was probably faster last year when he looked small. Now, we might be completely wrong because Gronk came out and was like, everybody's saying I'm small, I'm only five pounds off or whatever. It's like, well, you look much differently than your whole thing. Fields looked visibly different in his pro days. He looked absolutely yoked, which is good news because he'd probably be able to take some shots. But running a 4-4 with, I think, more weight on him is, that guy's a freak, huh? If you can gain muscle and you can gain speed or, or keep the speed that you have, yeah, that is huge. That's everyone's dream. That's your goal. But, yeah, usually when you gain – I mean, I don't know how much. It depends on each person. But if you start gaining 10, 12, 15 pounds of muscle, you may slow down a little bit. What would you run right now if you had to run a 40? What did you run coming out and what would you run right now? I don't know. I mean, jeez. What do you run? I have no – What do you the run? The fact that – What? What did you run a 4-4? Four, four? Depends where, where, you, where I – where the, you get the times from? There's 500 different watches. What was the fastest? I have no clue. They didn't four tell five me. nine. Four. So we're getting. Was right that here. combine? Mm-hmm. See, that's combine. different because combine is like an actual laser setup. There like, wasn't a laser back then. Oh, so it was hand time. So it could be. Oh, it's funny. It has oh, yours. Jeez. Uh, it has yours being faster on here. I think. Yeah, but I've never run a time forty that's documented, mm-hmm. so that's just made up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I was timed four five nine anywhere. Four six four. That ponytail you had at the combine, AJ, there's no way you didn't run a 4.5. You ran 17.63 miles an hour. They just did the math, I assume. What is this? If I ran a 4.64, I would not have been drafted where I was. Yeah. Oh, so he's very pissed off about this. <laughs> that ran a 4-4 at his pro day. Yeah, yes. that's okay. right. So, hey, by the way, you wanted me to say you ran a 4-4 and lock it in. No, 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 we no, were no, kind of no, going no. down the path here that the internet no. was saying something different, and you were like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Let's wait one second. So you ran a 4-4. You had a 40-inch vert? If that's what it says, yeah. <laughs> well, it says you ran a four six four too. So I don't know I what did, to... the numbers. You can't. Yeah, the the jump. Yeah, my, I jumped forty two. I'm a two footed jumper. I'm not a one footed jumper. That's why I'm I'm pretty good at it. Oh, is that mm. what you're driving? Okay, so so yeah, you powerful season a forty two inch vertical. Forty. When did you start dunking? Were you able to dunk like eighth grade, ninth grade? No, I don't know. Maybe freshman year. Just two. I, I was never. I don't know if I ever dunked one footed. But yeah, I could like drop step two foot dunk. 
Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, you're a fucking freak. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Bench press 24 reps, kind of weak. Is that because you got that uh, that, that beat up boob, or what is that? You didn't give as much effort on that. No, I gave plenty of effort. That's just the max reps I could do in bed. <laughs> <laughs> Was that one you were taking seriously? Because I would assume Schlegs and Bobby Carpenter, that was a big meathead conversation piece about you guys, I assume? About our bench press? Yeah. No, we didn't. None of us were real. Like, Schlegs is definitely a heavy bencher. He's not a guy that's going to do a billion 225 reps. Bobby probably the same way. Bobby's got super long arms, so he's not built for that either. Bro, 40? Oh, so you just said, you see what he said? I only yeah. got 24 because I got super yeah. long arms. Yeah. Okay. No, no, I don't. No, Bobby has long arms. I do not have long arms. I should get more, but I told you I'm not a good 225 bencher. How come? Is it because you're more like a max out guy? or you Because just... it doesn't matter. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> 24 is still good. There's guys that get like 8 or 9 yeah. or whatever. That's a, as long as you get over like fifteen, you should be okay. Oh, did Brady do more than you? I think he did. Yeah, I think he twenty eight yeah. or something. Guys, yeah. hey, I'm gonna let you in on a little tip. It doesn't hurt my feelings if Brady or someone else benched more than me at the combine. Just, a, just a tip. Is that a tip? Because people think that's something I like would take so personal. Yeah, right. Let's keep doing a Thanksgiving. You're kind of flustered right now. Bothered the hell out. It doesn't yeah. matter. Uh, no, exactly. We didn't point. try. It's gotten to the point where it bothers me that people think it bothers me. Uh, I get it. Okay, oh, like, yeah. is something wrong? Is something wrong? Is something wrong? Yes. Is something wrong? <laughs> Something's about to be. Is yeah, something wrong? Tell them. Classic insider spin zone. Oh, a little narrative push. Yeah. AJ's going to bash holes in this wall. Is that on the ticker? <laughs> Should be on the ticker. Hour two is wrapping up here. Uh, is this me? Oh, Brady Quinn. 24 reps. Tied. Wow. wow. Has that ever come up in the uh, Thanksgiving? Like, hey, Brady, like this is all you really what tried to do. Us, this is what you love here. And I, I stink at it. We tied. You don't do that at all? I mean, we do that every single Thanksgiving. We actually pull this up on our screen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's go through, let's go through drill by drill, guys. Oh, and then I... I, you laugh at him and everyone points and they laugh at me and they point. Yeah. Your family sounds awesome. Yeah. Um, AJ, if you had to run one right now, what do you think you'd be able to run? 6-2. Uh, okay, because that's what guys are running, actually. I, Rich Eisen's uh, St. Jude Run Rich Run thing got a chance to see. Uh, Terrell Davis, Ray Lewis, uh, and then Michael Vick ran a 4-7. Yeah. Did, did T.O. run like a 501 or something? I didn't see T.O. was there. He ran a 4-4 or something, yeah. I thought. I saw somebody run like a 5-0. That, that's someone that's very fast. I was like, oh, I might run a 10 flat. Yeah. That runs a five. Well, that's what I was thinking, too. In my head, I was like, I could probably run some. Like, if I... I've never run know. an actual timed 40. And I'm like, I think I could actually do a pretty good thing. And then I watch all those guys run. I'm like, I ain't fucking ever doing that. I'm good. No way. I think those days are long gone. Seems like the earth is holding you down longer than letting you move <laughs> yeah. as you get older. Can't thank you enough for choosing to listen to the show. The fact that you allow us to penetrate your ear holes every single day, we are eternally grateful. I don't know what you're doing. We get a lot of pictures with the hashtag end of pod squad, which Ty has given away. How much money have you given away? Ooh, over 10 G's. Let's do that again. Let's run that thing back. Hashtag end of pod squad. Ty will pick some winners to give away. Uh, let's say 5,000 more bucks. If you listen this long, we can't thank you enough for being invested. Um, please be a friend. Tell the friend. And uh, you're the best. We're back tomorrow with a massive show on the 6th of May. Huge show tomorrow. Big shout out to all the boys. Big shout out to you. Ty, please play some independent music and propel these people into a beautiful Wednesday, May 5th. Sing it in my own, baby. Cheers.